Hello, and welcome to the Holy Hardwood with Tony, a podcast where we will discuss everything New Orleans Pelicans basketball. I'm a fan of the team who will preview, recap, and talk all games this upcoming season. If you're a fan of the team, stick around as we discuss all the ins and outs of what's happening this season. If you love hoop like I do, pull up a chair and listen along today. We will talk about the start of the season and how it's the best time of the year. It's truly a special time for every fan. Let's hop right into things. Game one versus the Memphis Grizzlies. The series against the Memphis Grizzlies in the past has kind of been a tale of two games. When the New Orleans Pelicans play the Grizzlies at home, they usually do pretty well and end up winning those games. When they go on the road to the Memphis Grizzlies, where there's a hostile environment and their crowd is alive and they're excited, the Pelicans have usually not fared too well in Memphis. Over the past four years, they have a record of two and five in Memphis, uh, and they have lost five straight in that series when they play in Memphis. And those games really haven't been close with the Memphis Grizzlies. During those games, they usually have the same story. The Pelicans come out usually pretty flat. The Grizzlies come out with a lot of energy, like I said, from their crowd, giving them a lot of energy, and they're always excited. And the Memphis Grizzlies usually shoot the lights out at home. The Memphis Grizzlies are a really good team, but they have some complications to start the year out. They're a diverse team and how they score. They're a team who's going to shoot a lot of threes, shoot a lot of threes in transition, but they're also going to be a team that wants to get in the paint and score there as well. To go along with three-point shooting, you can look no further than to Desmond Bank. He's become one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA today. And if you don't watch out, he's always trying to get that three off in transition as well. As for Jaron Jackson Jr., he's wanting to get downhill, get into that paint, uh, go to his spin move, uh, get some foul calls, and get to the free throw line. He'll also sprinkle in a few corner threes as well. So I'm really excited for this game. I think it's going to be a great test out of the gate for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, like I said, the Grizzlies have some depth concerns, but so does the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's start with the Memphis Grizzlies. As for their their depth, uh, Stephen Adams, Ja Morant, and Brandon Clark and Santi Aldama will all be out of the game tomorrow, with a few of those being out for long periods of time. I'm going to kind of go into why it's important or why these certain players are important for the Memphis Grizzlies. I'll start with Stephen Adams. He is one of their leaders. He's a leader on the court. He's going to be their leader off the court. Kind of keeps everybody in line uh, on that team. So not having that leadership on the court is really going to hurt this team, I think, to start the season out, especially since he's going to be out for the whole year. But with these players being out, presents great opportunity for some of these other guys for the Grizzlies. You know, a bigger role for probably David Roddy, Kenny Lofton Jr., to name a few. And Xavier Tillman will probably be in the starting lineup now. So there's a lot of minutes to be spread around between those couple players now with some of these players out. As for John Morant, we all know he's the face of the franchise and what he does on the court is is special. So not having that out there for them 
is going to be an adjustment. I know Jaw's been out in the past and they've had a pretty good record, but that's when they had Trey Jones uh, as that backup, uh, being that coach on the floor as well. You know, this is a new look Memphis Grizzlies team with Marcus Smart at point guard. You know, he's a solid player, probably their best uh, defender. You know, he's going to make the open threes. He can get into the paint, post up, uh, get to the foul line. Um, so he kind of does a little bit of everything for you. But Brandon Clark being out as well with his injury will have some depth issues for Memphis at the big man spot. Currently, they only have three bigs going into the game against the New Orleans Pelicans. Those bigs being Jaron Jackson Jr., Xavier Tillman, and Kenny Lofton Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Xavier Tillman probably both being in the starting lineup. So that'll be big for New Orleans uh, to try to attack them early and get them in some foul trouble. But I'll speak on that a little later. And Salty Aldama, you know, solid role player for the Grizzlies. He has an ankle injury, so he won't be in there uh, against the Pelicans. So four guys who are usually in their top probably eight man rotation won't be there for the game tomorrow. Adams historically has played really well against the New Orleans Pelicans and against Jonas Valanciunas. So we will have to see how that matchup goes for Jonas against Memphis, not having that big, strong paint presence. So we'll see if the Pelicans try to feed Jonas early uh, to see if he can get some rhythm and um, maybe tack on a few fouls on Jaron Jackson Jr. and Xavier Tillman. So I'm going to go to the matchups and the projected starting five. So the projected starting five for the Memphis Grizzlies against the New Orleans Pelicans is going to be Marcus Smart at the point guard, Desmond Bain at the shooting guard, Zaire Williams at the small forward, Jaron Jackson Jr. at the power forward, and Xavier Tillman at the center. For the New Orleans Pelicans, at point guard is going to be C.J. McCollum, at shooting guard is going to be Brandon Ingram, small forward Herb Jones, power forward Zion Williamson, and at center Jonas Valanciunas. It's going to be very interesting to see um, who Memphis puts on who on the New Orleans Pelicans. Because um, just looking at the starting lineups for tomorrow, Memphis is going to have to make a decision on how they want to play the New Orleans Pelicans. Like I said, Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably the anchor of that defense, but Marcus Smart is probably the best defender on the team. So do they risk putting Marcus Smart on Brandon Ingram, who has the clear height advantage and length advantage over Marcus Smart, where he can get into his off-the-dribble moves and put him in the post to start the game early? Or do they say, hey... Let's put Marcus Smart on C.J. McCollum, try to neutralize him and slow him down a bit where they might put a longer defender like Zaire Williams, who's a little more athletic, a little longer, 6'9". I personally think that's the route that they're going to go and try to match up the size and length with a B.I. there. Uh, but they also have a difficult decision with who gets the assignment of Zion Williamson. Are they going to put the anchor of their defense, Jaron Jackson Jr., who has the height advantage and the length on Zion 
and are wanting to play him straight up? Or do they go Xavier Tillman, who's a little smaller, little less quick laterally, where Zion can probably get his first step on Tillman, and then have Jaron Jackson Jr. kind of roaming off of Jonas Valanciunas uh, the whole game, daring him to shoot and to see if he's going to make any outside shots? That's a good question. I personally think that they'll put the length on Zion uh, just to see how that looks. But in turn, that could create problems for him because the New Orleans Pelicans with Memphis not having but three big guys are going to be trying to attack the paint and get fouls on Jaron Jackson Jr., who's in the past had issues with staying out of foul trouble and then trying to uh get their second line of defense, Kenny Lofton Jr., who's in there, who's a bigger body, but is giving up a lot of size height-wise on some of our bigs. So it'll be very interesting to see what matchup uh, they go there. But all in all, I really like uh, both matchups for Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson tomorrow. I think if Zion and Brandon can get to their spots, uh, it should be too difficult for the Pelicans to be scoring tomorrow. Um, In the past, Vals has started off very slow with Adams being his defender. So I'm interested to see if Willie Green comes out and wants the Pelicans to get the ball to Jonas to, one, get those uh, fouls up and to see if he can catch any rhythm uh, in this game. He starts off uh, quick. He usually rebounds better. He defends a little better. Um, so that's always good for the Pelicans. Uh, but I think the biggest key is to try to get Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, in foul trouble because their two-headed monster is going to be Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, as the number ones and the number two guys for this team. So that'll be very interesting to see. I'm next going to start off by talking about CJ's role this year and what I think it should be, you know, game in and game out. As we know, CJ is a leader of the team. He needs to be the guy that's doing the right things along with B.I. and Zion. But I think it all starts with CJ here. Uh, He's going to be more of that vocal leader, does the right things day in, day out, on the game days, on his off days. Uh, whereas B.I. is kind of the the team leader that, you know, everyone follows, sees his work, um, and are going to be getting behind B.I. from his work ethic. Um, but to go along with C.J., he needs to be the guy that gets the team in the right spots, gets them in the sets, um, make sure we're getting out and transitioning, transition, uh, playing fast, getting up our threes. Um, But at the end of the day, his main focus should be making sure B.I. and Zion maximize their talents. Because at the end of the day, if B.I. and Zion are not getting to their spots and are not maximizing both of their talents, this team is probably not going too far this season and will kind of end up how the previous seasons go. And with B.I. and Zion... Both can play in many different ways. Brandon can be on the ball, setting up the offense and getting others involved. He can get his own shot, um, 
off the dribble drive along with Zion. Zion can be on the ball as well, getting to his spots in the paint. He can be off the ball. He can be setting screens. And I'm really interested in seeing what the offense looks like tomorrow and the first couple games of the year. Um, Do we see B.I. and Zion in pick-and-roll action? I feel like that's going to be a mess for a lot of the teams in the NBA on what they have to do. Do they stick with Zion and leave Brandon open for his mid-range shot? Vice versa, do they, you know, come double B.I. and he can drop it off to Zion, then it's an open lane for a dunk? All great questions, but I really think once the offense uh, can kind of play in that two-man game uh, more, then the team is going to see a lot of successful results. To close out the podcast, I'm going to be talking about B.I.'s expectations and my expectations for Zion as well. So I will start with B.I.'s expectations. B.I. needs to have a big season. He's had really great seasons in the past, but I think that B.I. can get to another level. Like I said before, he is the team leader and everyone follows him. If Brandon's not bringing it or Brandon's turning the ball over, the team is going to follow in those footsteps. For Brandon, he's a three-level scorer. He's a shot maker off the dribble and team should really fear this team. If B.I. and Zion can get right and can play more games together, I think that it becomes really difficult for a lot of teams to match up against these guys because they are both so talented. Um, I believe both are top 20 talents in the NBA and they just need to stay on the court, plain and simple. Uh, That's the main thing. We've seen in spurts that Zion has looked like an MVP candidate uh, last year. Uh, before he went down and, you know, B.I., he's he's shown it at the end of last two seasons and in the playoffs uh, that he can be uh, one of the best in the league. But we need to see it more consistently and for longer periods. Like I said, Brandon being the leader of the team, Brandon needs to make sure he brings it every single night. There should be no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Brandon has got to be that guy that the team sees who brings it. And then that's not just offensively, that's defensively too. I've seen strides with him where he can do it defensively, but he's got to be more focused on that end if this team wants to be where they've talked about for the last couple of years. They have the talent. It's just putting that talent into motion every single night on the defensive end, which will lead to their offense and make the game a whole lot easier. For Zion's expectations, we all know that he's capable of playing at an MVP level, uh, and I have no doubts that he can do that when he's healthy and when he's right. But I hope that Zion's focus is on scoring, defending, rebounding, and making plays for his teammates. He's got great abilities on the basketball floor, but just like B.I., I need to see Zion's connectivity with the team wanting to bring it every single night and just give more effort and that's everybody on this team but I'm super excited for this game and super excited for the season I I, I really believe that this could be a really great season for the Pelicans um, with uh, the new offense with these guys hopefully playing more games together 
And as they play together and integrate this new offense, I think they should have no problems because a lot of the Knights, you know, they should be a matchup problem or there should be advantages on the offensive end for them. If that's BI one night, if that's Zion one night, CJ one night, um, and then whenever we get our bench guys healthy, uh, having them in the fold and in the rotation, uh, making this team even deeper as we go forward. But excited for everything, uh, hoping for a good game, and uh, glad that everybody here was here to listen, and hoping for a win tomorrow, and let's get after it.